to Athletics Double LC with Lamar, Lucius, Big League Chu, him, my man Clyde, and the governor. You are about to be schooled in all things track and field. This is experience. We are talking past, present, future. Y'all listen up. Let's go. And we're recording. Welcome, welcome one, welcome, welcome all. It's another evening of fun shenanigans <laughs> with Athletics LLC. So at it again, week in, week out, all of it here, all five titles coming at you with some stuff, literally some stuff this week. So um, blessed as <laughs> if you only- Literally were, with some stuff. <laughs> literally. But I'll say this, because I've had a lot of questions about this before I um, say hello to everybody. Um, I can confirm there is going to be more than a conservative effort to do an Athletics LLC live um, from the convention. I'm sorry. Um, figuring it out because from what I understand, Governor, please confirm or deny that you will not be in attendance in Denver. I can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, are we bringing him out of the hat? Uh-oh, look what Athletics LLC did. The governor might make an appearance at the yes. convention. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Just for the Love show. It. Stay tuned. I'll be, I'll be in for the show and then, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so you and Sir Lucius are taking the same private jet. Got it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, Understood. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm stopping in San Antonio briefly. In route. Yeah, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick him up around along the way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's gonna make you parachute out. Right. <laughs> How funny would that be? I would be entertained. Anyhow, okay. So live, live athletics LLC. Um, it will be on Thursday. FYI. <laughs> that FYI was for the panel more often, more over than for like, the audience. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, with our scheduling. So FYI, but we will. Uh, Definitely make that a thing again. That was high, highly received, and and many have reached out already in regards to that. So we want to make sure that's out on the on the waiver wire, not the waiver wire. You but, think me, so, bring your Dicks or Lucius can get us on the dais this time and actually get us like indoors and in a room with with oh, like a, I wasn't asked to get inside. you indoors last time. Yeah, that's, yeah, we were trying to be outside. Kind of a lot of weird. We were we were definitely going to be inside this time. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Sir, Sir Lucius, can you get us? A, can you get us a, a, a dais? Can you get us a room? I mean, we'll take over a room because we're not gonna be outside. Definitely <laughs> not be outside. I, I can see it now. Like everybody just huddle around. The, whew, so, what about, are we done? Yeah. Speaking of January, you know. <laughs> right. Oh man, well. Starting it off with the gentleman we were just speaking about. Governor, how are you tonight, sir? Doing fine, doing fine. We're, um, we blinked and we're 10 weeks into training, right? I mean, look on the other side of it. Thanksgiving break is in yeah. like 10 days. You, 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 you have to be careful when you're, when you're telling your athletes about how quickly things matriculate in the fall when, you know, it's, you just get into that grind and the routine. And then now all we're worried about is who's gonna keep their head together through Thanksgiving, 
-hmm. and then come back for that one celebratory week and then school's over and you're like okay how who's going to show up in january out of shape <laughs> yeah don't undo this please <laughs> please don't undo this rinse and repeat rinse and repeat. right oh my goodness <clears throat> well clyde how you doing uh you know <laughs> I, I got rained on this week which mm -hmm. is which is rare um oh that happened here too you know i was i wasn't too happy about it it's been a it's been an odd week thus far but we are here so it's always a good time when when we are here are your socks wet right now no not today <laughs> okay i was like you sound like your socks are wet right now no no no, no i'm still <laughs> dealing with the residue of like I'm still upset about that whole thing <laughs> yes that is factual factual Lamar the lion how are you today sir and um I'm pretty spectacular uh since last I saw you wow. people I, I know have, we haven't gotten that response I mean since last I saw you wonderful people I've, I've been to Boise Idaho for a hall of fame induction and awesome been out to Phoenix, Arizona, and Tucson, Arizona, and Glendale, Arizona, and a few other places in Arizona. Um, been pretty good. My golf game's getting a little bit better. Um, we started practice back with uh, one Mr. Victor. So, uh, yeah, we're rolling pretty good right now. In there, like swimwear. Dig it. You know, I will, I will say. I will say this one thing though. We were talking about how fast stuff goes. LSU put LSU baseball put out a thing today that's a hundred days till the first game. Mm. I was like, I don't need that in my life at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like somebody punched me in the ribs. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. It's coming. It's coming, folks. It's coming. It's happening. Last but definitely not least ever, Sir Lucius. How are you today, sir? I am well. I am well. Just uh, you know, like like the governor, excited about fall training, and uh, I mean it's the start of the signing period, so we should all just be turning backflips right now. Right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> exactly. Backflips. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Listen, we should be, but we aren't because in no world does it make sense that we start signing folks in november and it goes all the way to next August. okay 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 all right all right let's let's, <laughs> let's hold on now <laughs> stop yelling i'm just saying i'm just stop saying. yelling at us so do you remember <laughs> like when, when we had the two different signing periods i don't know why we ever let anybody take that away because i feel like that that was such a better Lamar, system. Lamar, are we going to talk about this? Now? No, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I, I will save that. I will yeah, save see, that. I stopped. I, said, I just I, made I, my point. We yep. should be excited and we're not. See, I will see. I kind of lobbed that up there as a prelude. <laughs> you want to spoil it all? No, nope, I, I don't. Boy, I don't. I hey, don't. give oh, a cat a piece of rope. Want to be a cowboy every time. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Get control, Steve. Get control. Yeah, I know. Reel them in. See, it's funny because you guys conjured this up. I'm <laughs> currently res responding to a text about a uh, preferred walk-on agreement. So thanks. <laughs> thanks for conjuring that one on. 
All right. Put that on us. What you did. Prefer to walk on agreement. That even, there's nothing good that sounds about that. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. So I need I need that emoji face over my face right now so that you can't see the face of <laughs> There's a contract legally binding you to nothing. There you go. <laughs> see, look, now you're, right. you're getting everybody in their seats who has preferred walk-on agreements already out. Yep. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, wait, hold wait, on, wait. what? <laughs> so wait, we shouldn't have sent those out. <laughs> Ooh, oh, anyhow, if you keep playing, we may as well just reorder the whole show. No, nope. I know. No, nope, we're not gonna do it. No, nope. focus, focus. No, I'm ADD today. Like it's all the hooks today. <laughs> nope. Oh wait, I did. I gave you the test. You did fail. So maybe you actually are. Yeah. Yeah. No, I am. I have ADHD to the full, self-diagnosed. Yeah. Well, we don't have to self-diagnose. Really self-diagnose at this point. I mean, anyhow, moving on. See, look, that was worse. Please. He took that. That was all his fault. Okay. Back on the tracks. Back on the tracks. So, honestly, there was a lot going on this week, and it's only Wednesday for us recording. One of the more more call it conversational pieces at this point, leading into this point of the week is what's going on with a former NFL player, two former NFL players, I should say, um, and what positions one is holding and one isn't holding at this point and the, and the views from the outside looking in and whatnot. Um, so the governor, if you wouldn't mind, just I, I lofted up in there for you. Let's fill in the spaces. Let's see who's going to interrupt you first. That, that's basically what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, so um, um, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts fired his head coach, Frank Wright, and not too long after that announced that he was hiring Jeff Saturday, who is who was uh, an ESPN pundit, um, as his interim head coach, and the whole reason why he was able to pull this stunt, and I call it a stunt, um, is that there is no Rooney Rule that applies to the interim head coach position. You don't have to go through the process of, you know, figuring out <clears throat> or bringing in multiple candidates, making sure you're bringing an African-American candidate into the mix. Um, and to, in, in my opinion, this, this move made by ADs at universities that are trying to appease uh, um, donors. I've seen this happen. I've seen situations like this happen where you're literally bringing someone in to, to, to keep the peace or to make sure that the, the Colts faithful, you know, know that somebody that, you know, was a part of a winning uh, era of the Colts um, is now, uh, you know, is, is in there. So everything's good, people. We're going to keep everything. We're going to get every, everybody through the season. Everybody's going to be happy. Um, 
Uh, I'm guessing you're talking about Steve Nash as far as him being fired. Did, did, I mean, did, did no, you? No, not yet. Oh, okay, okay, all right. <laughs> so, so, you know, obviously it has brought about a whole lot of conversation now regarding, you know, this is another example of um, these professional sports owners that are just stepping out and doing whatever they want, okay? And they're making these decisions and there's no regard to, you know, any, any sort of um, investigation, any sort of background work, any sort of, I mean, this move by Jim Ursay is, you know, will go down in my opinion as one of the most, um, you know, like he just went with what he felt. He felt Reckless like is the word I think of. He felt like this was the best move for him, you know. So, um, curious to know what uh, everybody else on this <laughs> on this panel thinks. I I just think it's just uh, it just flies in the face of professionalism. I think it flies in the face of you know just it, it's just another example of an owner just doing whatever he wants. Stop me, try and stop me. I think, so directly linking before everybody else goes off on it, directly linking what we talk about as collegiate coaches and how we, there's a lack of professionalism and they, it, in a couple circles that I've been in recently, you know, it was said, you know, don't worry about getting such and such certification. Don't worry about this accolade. Just make sure you know the right people at the right time. And there's truth to that. But you've got to be able to do the job when you got the job. So it just, it's bewildering and whatnot. So that's all I got to say about that. Uh, okay. I, I mean, my, my other two colleagues are, seem like they're taking their time here. If you would like, because I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to have the least to say about this, so I'll, I'll be more than happy to go here. Because, please, please go ahead. The EP is clearly waiting to close. So you yes, he is. So, so I, I will be more than happy to run down the backstretch with this one. So I, I think the biggest thing here is, you know, clearly this draws the lines of, you know, of racism that we've talked about forever. Um, there's, there's the faction out there that says it's his team. He can do what he wants. Yes, he can. There's no doubt about that. But just because he can do what he wants does not make it right. You know, uh, there's just too many times where qualified people of any race, in this case, are getting overlooked. But I just don't understand how we continue, that these things continue to happen and nobody seems to care, you know? And it's gonna be, you know, like I said, it's doing the Black Lives Matters movement. Everybody gets upset for three or four months and then quiets and it goes away. So this will be headlines for about two or three weeks and then he'll just sneak quietly into the night. And then if he does a good job, he'll, he'll be the full-time coach in nine weeks. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. Okay, now see, I'm glad you went because you, you slightly changed where I wanted to go with my comments. <laughs> so, the, okay. Let, let, let me try to get the low-hanging fruit out of the way for this. <laughs> It's it's one what just happened, what Jim Ursay just did is 100 percent unprofessional. 
it is 100% a slap in the face to the profession of coaching and what it's supposed to mean to, you know, come into this industry, learn, work hard, grind your way up the ladder to eventually land yourself in one of these coveted chairs, as we often refer to them, right? It's totally unprofessional. And I'm not here for it. I It, it was so unprofessional. I literally laughed when I saw it on ESPN. And let's be clear. I actually love Jeff Saturday. Huge fan of him. I think he's great on television. And because he's smart and understands football, he might do a good job. Him doing a good job to me on the professionalism side is completely inconsequential to the issue. It doesn't matter. Having said that, I, I want to say this. I'm not here for the hire and the way it went down, but I'm also not here for the fake outrage about it. And let me let me say what I mean by fake outrage about it. I wasn't really going to go here. I was trying to avoid it, but I just can't get past it. <laughs> All the players in the NFL that are on Twitter, hot with the fingers, shut up. You don't really care because if you cared, you actually have the power to do something about these things. But you just like to talk in the moment. And to Sir Lucius's point, you're going to go on and play the games and roll with the punches anyway. So the fake outrage, I'm not really here for that. There have been many, many people in the media that have made very, very quality points. But there are other examples out there when professionalism is given the middle finger that all of a sudden you're here for. And this is what I mean. If your problem with the Jeff Saturday hire is, and it seems to be the main problem, that there are so many other qualified black coaches who have been in the game, fought their, you know, fought for their positions, did the grinding, have the resume, and have been slighted, have been cut in line by creating this narrative and this position for Jeff Saturday to run the Colts. All that's true. But then where's your outrage for Deion Sanders running Jackson State? because he did the exact same thing. And if it's okay for black professional coaches to be cut out of that mix, if Dion gets a pass because he's black, those same people that are being cut out of, you know, their line and their opportunity, those are still black coaches that are missing those opportunities on either side. So Jeff Saturday took an opportunity away from qualified black coaches, and so did Deion Sanders. So if you're mad about that for that reason, then be mad about that for the exact same reason. Prime's there. He's doing a good job by all accounts, right? But a whole bunch of people that have been dying to be in those chairs lost that opportunity. So, you know, I, I think it's a mess. And the funny part is the funny not funny part is that the nfl is a private industry owned by billionaire owners so jim mercy's attitude wrongfully so in my eyes is exactly what y'all said it is i own this team and i'm gonna do the hell what i want with this team 
Mm-hmm. That's that's that is insulting. But to me, it's less insulting than a public university doing the exact same thing. So, you know, when this stuff goes on at the collegiate level, to me, it's actually more offensive. But listen, people are going to do what they want to do with their teams. Uh, the Rooney rule is good in theory, but obviously doesn't change much. And if you want to find a way around it, you're going to find a way around it. So, you know, if you're outraged, then be outraged. Just be consistent. That's all I'm saying. Oh, um, I didn't think it was possible, but you've actually given me more to unpack than I already had. So <laughs> I'm going to try to <clears throat> I'm gonna try to segment this. Um, I'm going to start. Well, I would like everybody to buckle up because we're going around the block. For this. <laughs> I, I will start where, where you left us. Um, college is college and pro is pro. And I couldn't agree with you more. Dion skipped a bunch of people, but he's like one of probably 500 examples we can give you, black and white, of glori- glorified college, college athletes or, or otherwise qualified but not necessarily by resume qualified to be college coach insert college coach hire here so i agree with you from the college perspective that that happens i will also say that it's college and part of the reason it happens is because you have alumni bases and donors so having left that alone i'm going to jump to where where i think the crux of this this issue is for the record I too, very much like you, I like and respect Jeff Saturday and his knowledge base. I don't even necessarily assume that he's not going to be great at the job because he may very well be great at the job. But but my issue is very, very simple. That goalpost was absolutely and positively moved for Jeff Saturday. And it was moved because Jeff Saturday is easy for the owner to go have a beer with because they share cultural backgrounds. And at the end of the day, am I saying that it's wrong for him to hire Jeff Saturday over Reggie Wayne? Like, no, because I don't know what Reggie Wayne's qualifications are either, but I do know this, any justification you have for hiring Jeff Saturday, Reggie Wayne checks the same box and is already on the staff. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, like the optics of that are bad and the reality of that is worse. But where I really want to go is this. The fact that we had to have the Rooney rule tells you all that's wrong with the NFL. Right. And if you have to have a Rooney rule, then you you're blind and stupid if you think they're ever going to actually enforce it. They're being forced to have it in the first place. But you're not about to tell billionaires how they can do things. It's just, it's just not going to happen, right? And so at the end of the day, I mean, that's why I laugh about the whole Daniel Snyder thing. That tells you how bad a human he is because it, like the most entitled group of people on the entire planet have decided, nope, he can't be part of us anymore. <laughs> right right so, so you can't she, sit at our table it's like no nope, you can't sit at the table we know you're white and rich and old but no you don't you you don't belong in this club really anymore. really i mean that's <laughs> listen, if it walks like a duck quack quack quack, quack. <laughs> yeah um 
so my my bigger issue right is that what the tv heads are going to now do is is deplorable because they're going to help feed the narrative that this is about jeff saturday and reggie wayne and it is not it is about what the hiring of jeff saturday represents it's not about him right like because at the end of the day and, and the governor slid it in there immediately. This is an immediate and intentional usurping of the Rooney rule. Mm -hmm. Because if you put him in the interim tag, you don't have to run, you don't have to vet him. And if he does even, a, as long as he's not one and eight in their last nine games, right? You can make him the head coach if, if that's what you want to do. I'm not even saying that's what he's necessarily going to do. But my biggest issue with all of this is, it's like, you have the right to hire anyone you want, but you don't have the right to usurp the process, right? Like at the end of the day, like you just don't want us to like spend the time to talk to Reggie Wayne and, and one other black person. You can still hire Jeff Saturday. Nobody cares, right? It's just that you like, they are so hell bent on doing it their way and showing you like, like we gonna be the way we wanna be and there's nothing you can do about it, that they don't even have the time to be bothered with the Rooney rule. It only requires them to interview them. I mean, it's, and, and, it's, and that's so bad that like Eric Bieniemy and, and Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich all stated for the record that they knew they had been token interviews, mm -hmm. right? And that's why we all love Bruce Arians because Bruce, Bruce Arians, Arians uh, the Dolphins, the head coach of the Dolphins, same Bruce thing. Bruce Arians vice versa the Rooney rule because he slid Todd Bowles in mm -hmm. as the interim. <laughs> yep. And I think he was the interim, I think he had the interim tag for a week and it was in the off season. Right. So somewhere, somewhere, you know, in 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 our space, <clears throat> owner of the Houston Texans is probably punching the air right now, because <laughs> yeah, he had every plan to hire Josh McCown, yep, who also had no head coach experience, no NFL head coach experience. And because of the public scrutiny, because of the, I mean, it was immediate, it was fast, and it was furious. And just as quickly as this idea was floated, whoop, nope, can't do it. Can't do it, you know? So <clears throat> it's not that Jim Mercer is alone in this thinking. <laughs> I oh, mean, not at all. They, these these folks, these these owners, these billionaire owners are going to do whatever they want. And as long as it does not hurt their brand, and as long as they can figure out a way to, 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 to find the crack in the facade, we're going to see more of this, in my opinion. And, and let's be clear, it doesn't hurt their brand. Mm -mm. It, it absolutely doesn't. And that, that's what I mean. Like, I, I get it. In the moment, it feels terrible and, and you want to have something to say about it. But like I said, some people, I'm cool with the, what they have to say because they're consistent and they've always been on, on this page. But the majority of people, if it was 
if it was a, a different person on a different team and they so happen to hire the guy you like, you wouldn't have nothing to say. And that goes to the players. Mm-hmm. You could look at you could look at the NBA. You got all the NBA players that all try to act like they want to ride to see more black coaches in chairs. But everybody was good with Steve Nash getting the everybody in Brooklyn was good with Steve Nash getting that job. Kevin Durant stepped out. No, what do you mean? Yeah, that's who we wanted. Kyrie, mm-hmm. like that's who we wanted. And we all understand that Kyrie got issues and whatever, but that's what they do. If it's their guy, if it's someone they're a fan of, they're cool with it. Yeah. So it's really, it's really not this kumbaya, let's all stand together for what's right issue. Like most people don't really care about what's right. They don't care. They just, you know, they just do the convenient thing in the moment. And I find it ironically funny because that's the exact same attitude that the owners have. We're going to do what's convenient in the moment for me. This is my team. I spent the money. You're not about to tell me anything. (laughs) And honestly, I think it's wrong and I think it's unprofessional, but I totally understand that instinct. I'll say this. I think the greatest uh, Houdini trick ever done is by the Miami Dolphins ownership. Oh, oh, don't. You okay? We can go there. They, we can go there. They, 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 they were. Let me finish. They were incredibly undermining and racist to Brian mm-hmm. Flores. Yes, they right? were. Yes, they were. And and the wild part was because of the way he looks and how few people really knew. There were a few idiots before they had fact checked that were actually about to call the Dolphins racist because they fired Brian Flores and they hired a white guy. And I was like, ah, don't sit. <laughs> right. Like he's, he's, he's well, Mr. McDaniel black. is the black man. Mr. McDaniel, <laughs> Mr. McDaniel is, is without question, as you call him, a mixed baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he would have a harder time convincing somebody he was a head football coach than convincing them that he was black. Both yeah. would be difficult just because of optics, but I think he looks less like the head football coach in the NFL than anything. Yeah. But I thought that was the greatest Houdini trick ever done because they were absolutely and positively guilty of all the things that Brian Flores yep. uh, accused them of. Sure. But to and, your point, to your point, Clyde, he wasn't their guy. No, he wasn't. And and what's and again the the irony of all of that. And remember, I I'm a Bill Belichick fan. Big time Bill Belichick fan. So by proxy, I'm a Brian Flores fan. Mm-hmm. Brian Flores did an excellent job in Miami. By he did all about as good a job as you can do. Right. But McDaniel, but but McDaniel's doing a better job. Okay, but stop right there. He's doing a better job. Okay, that's that's like saying that's like saying the first two years that Steve Kerr did a better job than Mark Jackson, because that's just not true. He did he did a really good job with the team Mark Jackson put together and Mark Jackson made. Right. Sure. So let's be clear. Look, but, I love McDaniel, but let's not play that narrative. But, that but, he's but doing may, I, may I ask a may I ask a question? Because I'm I'm a little I'm a little behind the curve here. So Steve Kerr, did he win more than Mark Jackson did? Yes. Well, now yes, but in the no, no, no. I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about in the first two years. Yes. 
his first two and Mark Jackson's last two. Yes, but that's kind of the point that that was being built. Am I, am I wrong my, 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 No, I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I don't think that you can discount Clyde's point that, that's, that he did a better job because he, they had a better record. And, and the funny thing is with the football example, I mean, it's, it's even more stark, right? Listen, again, I'm a fan of Brian Flores, and I think he did an excellent job. But Brian Flores' calling card is all about defense, right? The defense was pretty damn good. The offense was for sure lacking, and it's their lack of offensive productivity that cost them where they wanted to go, right? But they well, wouldn't let him make personnel moves that he wanted. Okay, that's fine. All I'm saying is right now, the Miami offense is amazing. They have Tyreek Hill. They, ha they have all kinds of different things, but that's the point. They made a coaching change and decided to not only make a coaching change, but invest in the pieces to make the offense better. And all I'm was, saying that is was the crux of Brian Flores' entire argument is that they told him he did not have any say in personnel decisions. He didn't want to draft Tua. He wanted to take another, he wanted to take another wide receiver besides Jalen Waddle. So wait, the following year they go get him Tyreek Hill. I'm pretty sure Brian Flores could have won with that. Mm -hmm. Maybe, but the offense I don't think would have been nearly as good as it is right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna have this conversation to have me pick it between the, two, two. I, I like those guys. I like both and, guys. And, and another thing here, like, don't we see this happen in college football a lot? Oh, you know, yeah. We see a team that's kind of like mediocre but talented. They change coaches and they have a bang in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then, then said coach comes in because he doesn't recruit well. <laughs> then he goes back down the toilet, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Long story short, Mark? it was super unprofessional. And none of us are here for the hire. But. <laughs> What you going to do? You know, it's, it's like, mm -hmm. I just want to say this. It's not that I'm not here for the hire. I'm not here for how it happens. Yeah. I'm not here. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I, sure. I think it's the most disrespectful thing to the process and to the, <clears throat> and to the entity of coaching that could possibly have been done. Sure. Absolutely. Another evidential move, evidence-based move on why they keep calling us a lack of a professional uh, career, right? Um. Mark Jackson was 121 and 109. He compiled a record of 121 wins, 121 wins and 109 losses in coaching career with the Warriors. That was two years long. Steve Kerr won 140 times and lost 24 times mm. in the first two years. Those numbers don't add up. And got, got some rings too. Yep. There's, there's too many games in Mark. In Mark. Yeah, yeah no, I know. I said that side. too, but that's what it says on the internet. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, maybe it's maybe, yeah. But, but, he but, won but, more but games. Think, we okay, all so, that. He won more games. So I got the like, Yeah. <laughs> and I no, nobody, nobody discounts that Mark Jackson was a huge part in building that, that, that team. You know, I don't think you can't take that away from him, but clearly. He built. He built the foundation. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. My, man, my man's getting it done. Oh, it was sorry. At I this added point, an extra year. Steve Kerr's the best coach in the NBA. In the NBA. So he won ninety-eight games and lost sixty-six games. There we Mark go. Mark Jackson did. There you go. There we go. They had it. They had added a year that I wasn't accounted for. My bad. <laughs> My 
Anyways, that was my fact check for the night. I'm done. Um, with that said, uh, we're going to stay on the football landscape. We're going to stay with the football effery for <laughs> the young years. Well, or maybe maybe lack of this this week. Maybe. Oh, no. Or, or oh, no. maybe. <laughs> maybe no, lack of. Maybe lack of. The lack of I playing think, oh, on no. some fields. It's all, it's it's all maybe, over the place. There's clearly some lack of it this week. Clearly some. I'll say this. I really. For once, with enough time left to go in the season, things have cleared themselves up as to who has their own destiny in their hands. Because what I was most in the uproar about as of last week was it was clear, present, and obvious that TCU could have won every game they had left and they weren't going to get it as long as the teams ahead of them won, right? I mean, that was just clear. Like TCU, yeah. TCU we, was we, never going to- We don't need to talk about that anymore. No, thanks, but I'm saying that's, to, that's where things were. So- Thanks to Georgia and know, LSU. Hey. Georgia did their job, right? Which was clear clear and obvious. But the, but the most important two things that happened, right? Was that LSU beat Alabama, but that's actually less as important as Clemson getting punched in the face by Notre Dame, because Clemson. <laughs> but, but also, but also, let's make this clear now too. Now, because if Tennessee beats Georgia, then it's not it's not as simple. Yeah. No, because it's Georgia. Yeah. yeah, because it's Georgia. Yeah, yeah, and and trust me, that they're going to try to figure out the narrative to continue to push LSU to where they're on the precipice. Because it, I mean, am I right now? LSU's in the driver's seat to go to the SEC championship. Yes. Right. If they yes, win their games, right. And so I can just tell you this: nobody, and I repeat, nobody wants to see LSU play Georgia in, in the SEC championship. Which, and, and, which, and, which, and, which no, is why, and LSU why wins. A, like, nobody <laughs> wants to see that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's in at the end of the day because okay, so that just opens up so much nonsense and conjecture. <laughs> I would get a headache trying mm -hmm. to explain it all. You know. But, but yeah, the, one, the, like, one, the one thing the one thing is clear though as long as LSU does their job Alabama's sitting at home this year yes mm -hmm. there's, yes. there's no world where Alabama gets in the playoffs let's even start that tonight let's right start it. it's it's no never about, it's never about Alabama getting in or out hold that's, on a second that's what it's about for me don't take my shot away. okay well, that's that's fine Alabama let, ain't getting in, and three SEC teams aren't getting in. So let that go. <laughs> okay. So I just since you since okay. people don't often like to hear this from me, let me be clear. Anyone else? Because I know the EP saw it. When the Saturdays were over, up until this moment right now, has ESPN, yes or no, still continue to push the narrative? That three SEC teams could absolutely you get it. You already know yeah, the answer yeah, to that I, because I put I, I, it in the I, group chat. But, but I want you thing. to tell the audience. Here's, here's the thing. I want you to say it out loud. I will tell the audience for him. Yes, they have pushed the narrative. But I will say this, as I said last year, and I wanted to listen to me until the four teams were announced. <laughs> okay. Okay. That anybody that thinks there's three SEC teams get into this this year are delusional and they need to stop drinking <clears> because it's not happening. Okay, now let, that's fine. I want to be clear. The last time we broached this subject, all I said was 
that the table had been set for that to happen, and that was factual. Alabama fumbled the bag. That's what they did. Now, LSU, under Brian Kelly, which I find hilarious, by the way, all you people that have been talking trash all summer and halfway through the fall about Brian Kelly, you better be happy because there's no – you ain't getting a better coach. Okay. So LSU, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. <laughs> you tell me who they could hire there that's better than him. Okay. No, there's a lot of people better than him, but anyway, that's your They're opinion not, versus mine. So, anyway. Okay. So LSU. Okay. So all I'm going to tell you is this. Okay. Since you broached that subject, when the man wins a big game, like a big, like a, tro- a title, not, not a game, a title, then I will consider your argument. But he has yet to do that. Well, that is true, but now he has okay. superior, better talent, right? That, that's what I'm told yeah. everybody. No, no hold, anyway. on, hold on a second. See, don't, no, we're not going to go there again, are we? No, just, <laughs> sir, wait a minute. Are, you we, said, are we doing this again? Wait a minute. You said that. Okay. Are you done? No, I, I'm done. Can I'm you done. finish your <laughs> point, Clyde, so we can I mean, can I? That? I don't know. Can <laughs> I? No, you can't. That's serious, Clyde. So, LSU is in the driver's seat. They have their own. They get to the SEC championship. If they beat Georgia, <laughs> I said that nobody wants to see that. I said the that. table is still set because let's be clear. Georgia's number one, Ohio State's number two, Michigan's number three. Let's be clear about this. Michigan and Ohio State are occupying the same spot. Right. So don't don't be right. fooled by the two and the three. One right. of them's gonna win the game, the other one's not, and that one's gonna be out. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're two A and two B. Yes. Right, so TCU is actually number three, not number four, yep. and Tennessee is actually number four, <laughs> not number five. Okay, so let's be clear about that because Tennessee is not going to the SEC championship game, so they're just going to win the rest of their games and be sitting there with one loss. We've mm-hmm. seen this movie before, people. Facts. Yep. We've seen this. My issue. Where What's I behind Tennessee? That's the right. only question. Exactly, which is where I will not let Lucius claim that there are no shenanigans. Oh, because there's <laughs> right. <laughs> right now, first of all, very quickly, Lamar. I told you so about Clemson. Anyway, um, <laughs> this guy. Get, oh. he, he just couldn't let that one go. Oh, I couldn't let that go. Listen, I'm happy. Nobody for my guy, on this planet. Yeah, nobody. Can we saw please let Notre Clyde Dame finish his point. Okay. So Good. I want to know. Number 10 is Clemson. Magically, somehow, some way, there are two teams in the SEC with two losses that are still in the top 10. LSU is number seven and Alabama is number nine. Now, all, all I'm saying and the math of it is understood, the whole gripe that TCU fans have is, look at our strength of schedule, blah, blah, blah. The rankings are a part of that. So Alabama and LSU sitting in the top 10, for example, ahead with two losses, ahead of a UCLA, for example, with Just one loss. Nobody. Okay, but that's the issue, right? USC is number eight. Oregon is number six. Oregon and USC could easily win out and play each other in the Pac-10 championship. Mm-hmm. Or True. UCLA could beat SC in their head-to-head in two weeks and play Oregon for the Pac-10 championship, of which Oregon just beat them down at Austin. 
But what if they avenge that loss on a neutral site? There's no universe where UCLA is going to climb all the way up into the into the show. So it's just it's you if you think that LSU can't go in and win that championship and the three SEC fiasco is still not on the table, it absolutely is. TCU, TCU can absolutely lose. And I would venture to tell you that they will. So as as I as I said before, you know, like let's just if if you look at these, I, I agree a hundred percent with you, Clyde. The Tennessee is sitting there looking really pretty right now, right? I, I don't feel that that one loss is as painful as most people might make it out to be. If they went out there, they're in, they're going. However, when you think about what will happen to TCU if they lose, anyone- So, so my question is this. Okay, so I'm, I'm a little bit confused. You know, I'm a little slow, so I need y'all to help me sometimes, right? So if Georgia wins out, <clears throat> Ohio State wins out, yep. TCU wins out. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's in. Tennessee, Tennessee is in. Okay. Yes. So there's going to be two. There's going to be okay. two. Yeah, no, the, the season starts with two. Can we not do that tonight, please? Please. Can we not do that tonight? Can we not do that tonight? No, it's not right there. No, it's not right there. It's not right there. I mean, look. How, okay, and maybe Lamar can explain how Clemson drops all the way to 10. Because they're not it's the because they got destroyed. They, no, because they got destroyed by a team that's not even ranked. They got see, see, here's, here's, okay, here's, here's, the, here's the thing. Look, you know, <laughs> I don't know whether this nonsense you guys spew to me every other week is true or not. But like you guys, because you're so, so caught up in this nonsense, you don't pay attention to what happened on the field. They got curb stopped by a not very good Notre Dame team. <laughs> yeah, I was going to answer the question. I mean, it's, it's right, really simple. Right, they right, got they right. got beat yeah. by a Notre Dame team that had two of the worst losses in college this year. Right. 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 So at the end of the day, like it doesn't even matter. Like Marcus is doing a good job, and Notre Dame is playing a lot better than they were at the beginning of the season. But when you look at the resume, you see who Notre Dame lost to, yeah. and then you get doubled up by them. You're going to pay a price for that. See, Especially when people were wondering how good you were in the first place. Right. And see, and that's part of the problem with the Pac-12, right? See, Utah is the Pac-12's problem because they lost to Florida. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, these are facts, it, right? It, you're you're absolutely right, sir. Listen, right. if we these, these are things that happen on the field. And I don't oh, no, care no, no, what. See, see, no, 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 hold on, hold on a second. Let's not, let's not do that. Let's, okay, look, I'm not pretending anything. Okay. No, no. This I'm is not how. This is. Oh, this is. This, this, oh, any. Okay. No. No. Let's, let's mm-hmm. not. Let's not do that tonight. Let's talk about what us five people on these tiles. That those are. This is how I feel. Not pretending. I. What I'm saying to you guys is this. There's no world where I can definitely tell you that the nonsense that you guys claim is going on goes on. I can't say it's definitely it doesn't. Right. <laughs> But all I'm saying to you is at some point in time, if you're a true college football fan, pay attention to what happens on the field. Well, that's my point. What happens on the field, listen, I don't care what school we're talking about at all. There's no universe where I believe, just like in the NFL, just like in the NBA, hell, in college track, I, my season's going to open mid-January. We're going to run races 
They're going to be whatever they're going to be. And the results of the opening meet don't mean a damn thing to me mm-hmm. about how the season's going to end. The to open, you. To anybody. They don't mean nothing to you either. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> but, but, but to the people that do these polls, it means something. But that's my point. They only <laughs> allow the opening weekend to mean something when it's convenient for what they want. No, I disagree. We, or pre, I disagree. Sir, if you if University of Oregon would have went all the way to Gainesville and won that game by one point or 50, they would get no credit for it. <laughs> it, was Utah, it was Utah. Utah. They would get no well, well, credit. Well, well, well here's, here's, my, cause here's my point to that. They shouldn't get credit for it because Florida's not a very good team this year. Now, if they came to Gainesville and beat Florida by a point or by 50 points and Florida ran the table the rest of the way, then they yes. should get credit for it. But they won't either way. And but, but, but they, yeah, they absolutely would because no, see, because right. to your point, remember, it's the vaunted mighty SEC. No, no, no. That that's ESPN's point. That goes to the narrative you're talking about with, with the rankings. Right. It? But the narrative forever, the narrative at the start of the season, you can run the tape. Okay. The narrative at the start of the season is the SEC is amazing and the Pac-12 is trash. According to the rankings, the Pac-12 has four of the top 12 teams, 13 teams in the country. Mm-hmm. So the Pac-12 is still trash? I'm, I'm not sure how we got to this point. We weren't talking about trash. <laughs> no, but, but that's the narrative. Okay, so well, we, we, we like, weren't even talking about the negative narrative. We were talking about you guys recognizing what happens on the field. I'm not talking about a narrative. I don't care. Listen to me. Well, please. what happens on the field is that Utah is a damn good football team. Hold on, hold on a second. My thing is this, okay? I'm not, I don't care about the narrative, okay? Utah's a damn good football team, right? But they, they got beat by a team that's not very good right now. Cool, but no one's worried about Utah. Utah's sitting number 13 in the country. UCLA yeah. has one loss to Oregon. SC has one loss. Oregon has one loss. Right. And Who's Oregon has one loss to? Huh? Georgia. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I think, like... And, and, and they this. got curb stomped by Georgia in the in opening the, weekend, in the first week at of the home season. in jo- right after losing the coach oh, and oh, half oh, the team to the portal, oh, oh, they oh, flew oh, all the way to the and got blown out. Okay, here's here's the thing: you, if they replay that game right now, you think they're getting blown out again? Yourself? No. Yes, I do. I absolutely well, do. No shot. Okay. Okay. We'll see. We won't. See. But, but 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 the bottom line is Oregon can run the table and they not get in. <laughs> see, you all I'm saying to you is see, you guys do a great job, and maybe it's I shouldn't say you guys, you do a great job of changing the narrative, as you say, to fit what you're trying to prove. Okay. I don't care if they lost half their team or three quarters of their team, right? I don't care if they lost all of their coaching staff. They knew the game was on their schedule. You have to go play the game. But the narrative would be totally different if they beat Georgia, right? Now look, Oregon's doing a fantastic job. Right, they beat everybody else on their schedule. So then, why are they? Was the second week of the season that big of a difference from the first or the third? That is from the first. The bottom line is. Let me ask you. Let me finish. Let me finish. The bottom line is, Georgia's a better football team, and they were better prepared that day. That's fine. Let me ask you a question: If Oregon does not lose again, and is the Pac-12 champion, Mm -hmm. do they get the number four spot over Tennessee? In my mind. They absolutely should. 
should, but will they is the question. Well, I don't know. I'm not, I don't sit in those rooms. Well, I mean, that'll, be, that'll be an interesting thing. Okay, okay, hold, hold on a second. So now I tell you what I'll do. Let me do a deep dive. I'll get back to you next week. So, so I'll say this. You because I'm there right now. Since she wants me to do this, I'm gonna tell you who the next who this four final four are gonna be. Just like I did last. No, that's what we want. Looser Domus. Okay. That's what we want. Okay? <laughs> You're gonna get using it. using the parameters. <laughs> yes. and, you know, and they come from all over the place. I but can't you, stand you, here, by the way. Using the parameters <laughs> that using the parameters that the committee <clears> usually <throat> uses. I will say this: if Georgia wins out, Ohio State wins out. TCU wins out, Tennessee wins out, wins out, and Oregon wins out. Oregon will pass Tennessee in the very last poll because Oregon will be because so. because Oregon will be a packed. They'll be a Power Five champion, and that'll be the one thing that they have is because it, because the resumes are identical. It, mm-hmm. Like this has happened. That's the one thing. That's the one thing that breaks up the uh, yeah. as you put it. That's, the that, SEC that, always that, gets yeah. two exactly right. Because they only will only have one loss, and it will be to the number one team in the country. I agree with you, Clyde. If they only had one loss, and it was to hell anybody in the Pac-12, if they had one loss and it was to Utah, then no. You see, you see, and, here, and here's where now this is where the whole first week of the season thing will help you, because they will say, well, they lost to Georgia the first week of the season, but they've been so much better since, and, and, and they're the Pac-12 cool. champion, and, and that's, that's cool. That's so, what argument will help you in that case. Okay, so and that's cool. So to Lamar and whoever else, great. Because again, if you if you look at what's going on out west right now, again, Oregon, SC, and UCLA all have one loss. Mm-hmm. And one of those three teams is going to run that table and become the Pac-12 champion, most likely. If to to Lamar's point, if USC does it. Because their one loss wasn't to the SEC, they can't get in. If you see no, does it, they can't get in. <clears throat> no, no, he, no, that no, is what he said. No, that isn't what he said. That isn't what I said. Being a power five champion would get him in. And and also, their one loss would be to the number one team in the country. The only see because the issue you have is if anybody but Oregon wins out, Tennessee's only got one loss, and it will be to Georgia. So, Lucius, you heard that, right? So he is saying exactly what I'm telling you he's saying. Okay. If UCLA in two weeks beats USC head-to-head in the rivalry, the winner of that game is going to be in the in the Pac-12 championship from the south. Oregon's going to be in that championship game from the north, right? So let's say UCLA beats USC, goes to the championship, and avenges their loss to Oregon. They're not getting in over Tennessee. And that's it, crazy. It'll. I mean, I'll say that they definitely won't be guaranteed it. They definitely won't. I, I agree with you. It's. I, I now, think the. Now, I think the I only team this. in the Pac-12 that has a lock at getting in if they win the rest of their games is Oregon. Now, if UCLA or USC runs the table, and they get in, I mean, they don't get in to a one-loss Tennessee team. There's definitely a travesty there because they're a one-loss team. Like Tennessee is a one-loss team, and the difference is they are a Power Five conference champion they absolutely should be in the top four. And then now, if, if that happened, then I'm all on the bandwagon. Now, now I will say this, that, that, has, that has happened absolutely like happened. three times before, but the thing is all three times it was Three Alabama. times before? Yeah, it's either two yeah. or three, and, and I know for Alabama, sure. Alabama, no, 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 just once with Alabama. Alabama's gotten in one time when they weren't the, the SEC champ, one time. One time. 
Stop that. Was it LSU? Was it LSU? I don't know, but it was. It, okay. It, no, LSU won the. When LSU got in, they won the. They won. They were undefeated. Well, LSU won. Well, I'll, I'll Joe Burrow didn't lose. Yeah, cool. You have your predictions next week. Didn't lose anybody. You have your predictions next week. Y'all just stop with. Listen, y'all just. And, Add in salt and pepper to stuff that this guy that's already spiced You're gonna have your predictions next week, and we will have the list of the of of the times that this crap has happened. Because it's definitely (laughs) I I, I do recall the one time with Alabama. I do not discount that one, but this three or four times thing. No. (laughs) Extra. Lustradamus is coming next week. Hey, just all I gotta say. All I gotta say to Lamar is this: fifty-four, baby. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I thought that was I thought that was the number of rings you had. My bad. No, three. three that's three short. My bad. How about saying? He didn't have enough fingers. No, he had a toe. He had toes. He had a toe. It's off the camera. No, I know. Uh, I know. No, no, see, I don't think oh that is because he's he's been poking at me about that for years. So I already get I already get him every now. And then. <laughs> oh, that's what, funny. But see, you know, I will I will tell you this, Clyde. Like, see, you you start to pull me in. And I'm like, yeah, he might be right. And then you say something that's so far off the wall. <laughs> like, I can't ride with you anymore. He jumps off the boat. Exactly. I'm like, right. you know what? I'm we'll sorry. get him I'm in. Swimming. We'll I'm get swimming. him I'm in the boat. I'm swimming back to shore. I'm swimming back to shore. I can't do it. <laughs> and the thing is, oh like, I, think he, I think he knows he's pulling me in. <laughs> I think he does. And I was like, no. I didn't like Jackie. <laughs> I mean, for, for, real life, for real life chaos, though, we really did need Clemson to keep winning. Because then it would have just yeah, been yeah, absolute yeah, yeah. chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. That's funny. Um, all right. So as if there wasn't enough chaos within college football and, and the NFL now, the real chaos of, of the, the night, specifically the night that we're recording, is that we just opened up submissions for National Letter of Intents and allies. Yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. Okay, so not, on this week, not N-I-L, N-L-I. Not N-I-L-I. yeah, right. National Letter of Intent. That's why I said it first. But so we had for the NCAA mandate had to have no Kara yesterday for civic engagement. Mm-hmm. I legitimately feel like coaches should have today off for mental health. I don't even know because <laughs> for the love. The messages and the calls that I received today, just based on my NLI, my this and that, but you said, this is this, but I want this in writing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Well, I, what? I, what, I, what I love, and you know, I'm going <clears> to <throat> ask all of you guys a, a question, but what I love in, in today's landscape is <laughs> all your bills are paid, but it's not a full. <laughs> mm-hmm. True. Okay, so 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 okay, so so first, first of all, we need to toss the question up. So it's your yeah. job to, to to ask the question. No, absolutely. I, the question is for me is really simple. I, I wish I look. Part of me wishes I, I could have to answer this, but I don't. Um, you four wonderful people are college coaches, so I will ask you. Like you know, the landscape has changed so much in, in recruiting, and the calendar has changed so much in recruiting. Like, how, how are you guys doing things? And are you doing things differently this fall than we'll say most other or any other falls? I'll, I'll start. Governor, Governor, why did that tickle you so much? I, 
<laughs> like he couldn't get it out of his mouth and you were laughing. So you here's, must go first. Yeah, you leave this thing off. Yeah. Here's the part. The part that 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 just, you know, um I'm still actually kind of wrestling with this because, you know, I don't know about you, Clyde, or I mean, obviously, Clyde, you are, you know, you're pretty much starting and and building the dynasty. Um the dynasty as we know it is on our panel right so we've got two two different you know we're gonna gonna need you to answer the question and stop dancing around i was gonna say no no around the block to get across the street (laughs) comments look i'm I'm trying to stop him before he gets halfway around the block i will i will i will bring up a conversation that i had a couple weeks ago um you know because my recruiting has been a mix of you know, having kids on campus, doing Zoom calls, you know, that sort of thing. And I'm on I'm on a Zoom call with a recruit. And I explained that there is no early signing period anymore. And the fact is that once, you know, National Signing Day hits, that there is a complete blanket period of time between November all the way through August, where you can sign any day. You you would have heard. You should have heard the silence on the other end of the of the the camera when those parents and the kid is sitting there looking at me like, "What what do you mean?" And I'm like, "Well, I mean what I said. You can sign in December. You can sign in January." You can sign in February. You can sign in March, <laughs> and they're like, "Wow!" Like I could, I could hear the air in the balloon just, you know. And so, not to say that I'm ambil- I'm I'm ambivalent to what's going on this week, you know. I'm 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 seeing you know the the signings and kids sitting down on their tables and they're having their big, you know, to-dos and all of that stuff. And I love it. I love it. I love the energy. Um, But the landscape has changed so much when it comes to recruiting that I cannot get excited about this week. I cannot get excited about next week. I cannot get excited about January, February, March. No. This is now a 10-month period where you are looking for the best individuals for your team, period, point blank. And there's this never-ending search. You're, you're, you're searching for those kids, whether it's portal, whether it's international, whether it's junior college, whether it's high school. Like, you... As much as as much um, reconnaissance as I've done this past summer, this fall, bringing kids on campus, getting a chance to meet them, all of that, I still have to think about, all right, where does this kid fit? Where is this kid going to be in April? Right? Where is this kid going to be in May? You know, like, what what are we looking at? What's coming down the pipe? which diamonds in the rough are just gonna pop out, out of nowhere, right? So it's, it's, a, very, it's a very interesting time for me. 
um, as, as a recruiter. I don't have the first world problems that Sir Lucius has. So it's not a situation that I'm particularly rushed or I'm particularly, you know, just flustered or everybody's making these moves. What, what am I going to do? No, <laughs> not at all. I am, I am literally going to take my time and find the right pieces. And when those, when these two things come together and we come to an agreement and we, we realize that we're fit for each other, then I'll make the move. So that's, that's all I'm, that's what I'm, that's where I'm at. Uh, Huffman's the lion, or Lamar the lion, I'm sorry. He went around the block three times. <laughs> I, listen, I was just going to sit here until I got my, uh, <laughs> until, to, until, until I got that comment out of you. Because I know for sure, if that was me, you would have just lit me on fire. You know, you know what's hilarious about what just happened? He went so far around the block. I don't remember the original question, but he said it in a very governor-esque way. Yes, so he did. I didn't Absolutely. mind listening to any of it, but I have no idea what question I'm supposed to be answering. Well, we're, okay. What is not, your, how, are you, how are you? How are you? How are you approaching? Yes. How are you approaching recruiting this fall? Yes. Basically? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Gee, thanks, thanks. Uh, honestly. Uh, and and I'm I'm sure I will get a lesson uh, for, from the uh, from the king here in a second. But honestly, I, I'm me and mine are not approaching recruiting currently any differently than I ever have. Mm -hmm. and, and here's why. My recruiting principles for the entirety of my career have been pretty simple. Tell people the truth. Be authentic and, you know, hold tight to the vision that you have for the program or <clears throat> that you're an assistant to the vision of that your leadership has for the program. And I don't know, man, like, no matter how many times the rules change, no matter what the new gimmick is, whether it's the time frames that change, whether it's the NLI NIL stuff that changes, transfer portal, you know, just being, just being honest and, and being myself has always served me extremely well. Um, you know, for our team specifically, apparently we are building a dynasty. Thank you uh, for the, for the, for the added pressure, governor. I like it. Um, and in those flames, you know, <laughs> We 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 did we did an amazing job <laughs> last year identifying talent and bringing them into the program, and so our needs this year are significantly smaller mm -hmm. than they were a year ago. So it definitely doesn't feel like the whirlwind that it was last year. But that also gives us an opportunity to make more specific targets and right. more. Right. You know, it now it's not well. I need to get. X number of kids that run the 400 so I can have a legitimate four by four. Oh, we have a bunch of options that be, have a legitimate four by four. So now it's like, do I really need that one? How much mm -hmm. more value are they going to bring? Right. And I guess if anything, that's the difference between last year at this time and this year at this time. But my overall principles in recruiting have not changed with the changes within the sport. Um, 
and maybe they should. But uh, until I start getting out recruited by the majority, I'm gonna keep doing what I do. Mm -hmm. uh, recruiting now is different, obviously, because the new leadership within our institution, our program. So, you know, looking at the landscape a little bit differently do it through a different lens. Um, now having a different um, or being more acclimated to some of the aids and I call them different wallets that we can pull from and learning the ins and outs and the things to watch for, the things to be cautious of, things like that. So, you know, as FASFAs get turned in and the EFC comes back and, you know, if you don't know what the EFC predicts, then let's have a conversation. But looking at the EFC and the EFC doesn't look match the kid or match the family. You're like, mm, did we enter the numbers and they didn't like them? And, you know, whatever it is, if they use the net price calculators or whatnot on the websites, um, just kind of looking off of that stuff. Um, we are vetting the numbers a little bit differently now that we're looking at different wallets. Um, in regards to athletes who were taking on, we had a conversation within our this circle here as to um, how do I say this without giving out all the beans? What's sound and what's not as to what's being looked at, and so. Um, and more so on my on my part as as the role of recruiting coordinator, and you know there are times when you're so confident in your seat that you start second guessing the seat. <laughs> I feel like I know how I'm doing my job, and then I'm so confident I'm like, wait, am I missing something? And so you know, luckily I personally am, am blessed enough to have these four other childs to put a question in the group chat and be like, uh, hold on, <laughs> I don't know if this is sounding right. So, but I mean, I know I'm giving very vague answers, but it's because it's a whole different landscape and we don't necessarily have the, the narrowed scope that Clyde's referring to right now. Our, our spectrum is pretty wide because um, we're trying to figure out how we're going to take this ship and uh, maneuver it. I mean, for me, I'm a lot like Clyde. I don't think, not a lot different than what we've ever done, um, but if you've ever heard me speak, I talk about my P's a lot. And when it comes to recruiting, my P's are patient, purposeful planning, okay? And so to the governor's point, there's a lot of, you know, areas you can draw from now. And because there's so many slices of that pie out there, then you have your hands on a lot of them, but like you take the person that wants to be in your program, you know? And the athletes have to understand that, hey, we're making this offer, but the money could go away because I can't afford to wait on you if you're going to sign in January, February, or March. I've got somebody that may not be as good as you, but I know they want to be here and they can help me, then I have to take that person. And then obviously, you know, because of the portal situation, um, if you don't get anybody early, you just sit back and patiently wait. You know, somebody's going to show up. You know, as a high school kid's going to show up or somebody's going to show up that you can get. So the big key thing for us is patience and not just going out and getting people because we want to say we signed someone. Um, purposeful meaning we have to have somebody that helps us, you know, 
in some way. And the planning part means we're going out and we're talking to the right, the right athletes. I'm going to ask this question because this is a question that I get asked from time to time in regards to scholarship. I'm sorry, not scholarship recruiting, um, but tied into scholarships. With money left on the table, let's call it at mid-year. Um, do you all feel that you should sign the money away and maybe get a less, a lesser, um, and I'm using that very loosely, I'm just giving it a title, a lesser athlete, or keep that money on the table for this for the coming fall, so a year from now? It, it literally depends on what your priorities are for the program. Case, case in point, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to do something audacious. I'm going to be Sir Lucius. If you, if you tell me the assistant <laughs> coach space. X, if you tell me the assistant coach X walks into Sir Lucius's office in the middle of December and says, hey, Kareem Street Thompson is available. We can get him in January. Sir Lucius is going to hit the button because Kareem <laughs> Street Thompson helps Hard. him, <laughs> helps him immediately win the big prize mm -hmm. if you tell him you know the kid who you know might be able to make you know the sec final in an event lower level you know sixth seventh eighth place is available in january yeah he'd be like yeah but do we really need that mm -hmm. right but he's playing a specific game for the big big title if your priority is trying to win your conference at whatever school you're at. It's the same calculation, just on a, a, a lower scale. Can this kid walk in the door and help us right now? Then spend the money. If it's a project, what the hell do I need a mid-year project for? That's my attitude. But some people, they might just need a mid-year project. Some people might need some roster spots. Like even, you know, even where, where my program is right now, I'll happily sign somebody for mid-year, but they better be an NCAA level game changer for us. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I got all the developmental talent I need. I, I, right now, I need people that can come in the door and, and, and make some headlines. Right. And if they're out there, oh, I, I, will, I will spend, right? But eh, if it's not going to make a splash, I don't need a mid-year. But that's just me. So you spoke to two more P's for me one's priority right and he's absolutely right i'm signing kareem street thompson twice okay <laughs> no doubt right and all the no doubt exactly because because now we, we're jumping we're sprinting my relay just got better so yeah i'm signing yeah. that case. and the other thing is too i never need a project i don't need a project at any point in time to be honest with you so i'm definitely not taking one at mid you know, well, i thought like, you were going to use the other p portal <laughs> Petty. Sir Lucius. Petty. Thank Sir you. Sir Lucius, Thanks. I don't I don't think you understand what kind of you know red table talk this could be, you know, just based on your peas. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, this is this is this is good. This is good stuff. I'm I'm writing down no, stuff. No, 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 like, no, no, you, you understand now. Like when, when I speak, I I speak about I've got a long list of peas now. I go, I yeah. see that on that. It's, it's, it's amazing the, the the words that let the words that start with the letter P that are very meaningful to mm -hmm. my to my program, and yeah. I, so I think that like when you like the part the problem I have 
is that people recruit some people because everybody else is recruiting them, mm-hmm. right? And that's a mistake that I used to make. Well, everybody else wants her or everybody else wants him. You know, so then I'm like, must ah. be something good, right? Yeah, but then so now I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll be okay. Like, la- like last year, we absolutely got clubbed early on. Nobody wanted to come here. We got, we got, we actually got two pretty good recruits in the first first part. Had a lot of money laying around. I'm like, oh, we'll be fine. We got two great ones. We'll be good. And then you guys know what happened. I'll have to go into all that. But you know, so. P is for portal. <laughs> another another P for portal. And, uh, you know, so, but at the He's end of the day, that's where Thanos, the whole the, landscape. That's where the patience part of it came in. You know, like oh, you don't gosh, panic. Another P. You don't panic. Right. Another P. Panic. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh, you know what? Right oh, now, so, right now, DeAndre Woods is writing down everything that just all. Can I can I stick one yeah. thing in there? Just I, I want to give my my one cent to to Coach Chu on this particular perspective. This has always been my thought, and this is all the way back to my first 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 started coaching. Unless the young man or young lady is as has been described a game changer, mm-hmm. you're better off with money than the kid. Mm-hmm. By and large, I think I, I, I think that's exactly what Clyde was alluding to right there. Yeah, yeah. Like you're 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 better off with money, and because if you have money, there's there's a lot of kids that'll be attracted, right? And I like I kid I kid Sir Lucius about this all the time. But the best thing that ever happens to him, and I'm not gonna give it all away, but I'll say this: the best thing that ever happens to him is when a kid slow plays things. Because this is what happens. That kid is still coming to Florida. Mm -hmm. But they're just going to come to Florida and pay a whole lot more money than they would have in the first place. Because if they decide when he offered them, they were at this. And as they wait, it goes like this, right? And then the kid finally realizes the best offer I had was in the first place. So, you know, Tuck's tail calls Sir Lucius and says, can I still come? He starts laughing with the kid on mute, and he's like, well, that, "That doesn't happen. That I, does not happen." I think I had some. I, listen, I had a kid do this, that, and the third. I think you know. I think we have some change left. Let me check the lint in my pocket. We have twenty three and a half percent. So <laughs> listen to that point. To to that point, let let me say this, and and this it's it's twofold, right? Because all sides of the business function off of this right i've been telling people forever once the transfer portal came and it and it works the way that it works from a coaching standpoint the big mistake that a lot of people are making is that they think everybody thinks they can go in the portal and get you know the guy or get Mm -hmm. the girl and the truth of the matter is you actually can't you, you don't have the mouthpiece, you don't have the program, you don't have the, the glitz and glamour, right? If, if, if super talented kid X, who's at a mid-major, is in the portal, you're probably not going to get them to come to the mid-major. The whole point mm-hmm. is they want an upgrade. Yes, right? right. And if they were already at P5 school, hot, hot brand X, highly unlikely that they're going to take a step all the way down to whatever yourself so there's way too many coaches thinking they can pull the sir lucius out of the portal you can't and on the flip side there's way too many high school coaches high school athletes high school parents that are not paying attention to the fact 
that the entire industry is chasing the portal. So if you have an offer on the table, you better pick it up. Yeah. Because to Lamar's point, mathematically, week after week and month after month, the pie is going to get smaller by definition. Mm -hmm. Another P. Exactly. <laughs> and you know something? I, I, look, we're on this, and 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 to to the governor's point, like this really is a really good red table talk. Because I'm going to say this: here's the here's the piece of the pie that <laughs> that nobody it's the truth piece, right? That nobody will actually tell the kids or the parents. When you hit a big mark as a junior you are today's hotness. Every week that goes by that your PR is a week older, so every week you go by that you're still being recruited off that PR, that PR is worth less. See, because if you run, you run 1172 as a female, as a junior in high school, most schools have interest in you, mm -hmm. some level of interest. But by April of your senior year, 1172 is just okay. Right, because eleven seventy two was a predictor, isn't like I'm paying in the you know when there was when there were two signing periods, right? I would pay for that potential. There's another p word. Right? <laughs> I, I would bet on that eleven seventy two that it's going to be eleven forty five and you're going to be the hotness next year. When you don't, and and I've already signed you, I got to eat it and we will work it out. But now, so imagine what it must be like for that athlete, okay, that puts that time out, a mid-major is going, ooh, well, the mid-major is thinking, all right, if, if athlete X improves like I think she is, you know what, I'm gonna wait and see. So now you're, now you're evaluating while this, this athlete is probably thinking, you know what, I probably should have signed by now. But no one's biting. Why, why is no one biting right now? Right? And so that athlete's teammate finally figures it out. Drops 11-5 at the state meet. What's going to happen at that point? Right? Like it, these, these are, these are real-time, real scenarios that are playing out. And I feel like, you know, and the whole reason why I thought this was a valid topic is because Again, in the past, with early signing, with having to wait until April to sign someone again, you kind of had to take some chances, some major chances mm -hmm. oh, yeah. in the fall. <clears throat> you had to do some major whining and dining all the way up until November, right? You had to play the game. Right. Well, even beyond the whining and dining, you had to do your homework. Yeah. Because those one-off numbers couldn't be the glitz and glamour. It had to be supported. Yes. And if you did it, then you were you were buying sight unseen. Right. At exactly. the end of the day. Exactly. <clears throat> you know, so it's 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 much more fluid, in my opinion, now. And it's, I mean, you're having some really hard conversations with some kids that probably feel that they're being slighted or why is this coach dragging me along? Why, why are we not sealing this deal now? You know, 
And there's just more that we have to sift through. It's, it's no longer just about the high school kid or the international yeah, kid. Absolutely. Right. And if, you, and if you're at the mid-major, and I've always said this, like if there's an 11-7 athlete that you see potential in, you better go all in. Absolutely. Because the moment that child goes indoors and runs something well, good in the 60 or even the 55, all of a sudden the P5 show up. <laughs> oh, listen, when I, was at, when I was at the mid-major, my whole goal was to sign, was to go after kids I knew that Sir Lucius would want in the spring. <laughs> like, that was, like, you know what I mean? That's the right kid. Because if I get them and I get them to sign before the spring, because it happened. Like, look, when... When, when we signed, because I could talk about it because I was out of school. When we signed Kurt Felix, nobody knew. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew. And then he went to the Juco National Meet and scored 42 points by himself. Dennis Shaver, a couple other folks were like, yo, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, I've been signed since the fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, but that, but that, was, that was the game, right? But that's the point. That's, that's the whole reason we asked the question. Now that there's no break, right? You don't get those last minute panic phone calls either. So you you miss those days too where <laughs> all right, you you like you wanted a kid really bad, right? It was down to, you know, we all, we like to pick on solutions. It's down to us and solutions, right? <laughs> I already know what's gonna happen. You're number two or three on the list on Sir Lucius's list. You're gonna get that offer, and he never did this. That's why I can mess with him. But you're gonna get that offer if one and two don't take it. But if one and two do take it, now there's no money left. Right. Right. On Tuesday, before signing period happens on Wednesday, you get the phone call. Sir Lucius didn't have my money. Like, <laughs> is, a, is the offer still staying with y'all? Why, why? Well, yes, it does. But I did have somebody take an offer, blah, blah, blah. And so now you give them the 10% tax. <laughs> Absolutely and positively <laughs> happened every year. And that's why they're laughing because they know oh, I'm right. Oh, Look, there's a, there's a price that you I, pay I, for your decision. I can't wait. I know. Well, I'll say this though. I think that where in the general scope of things, the landscape has changed is with social media. The power has gone to, and it was alluded to earlier, the power has gone to the athletes, the recruits, to an extent because we see what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. They post all the pictures from the recruit visits. We post the conversations at home visits. We post the thanks for the calls. Mm -hmm. And so whether they're good, bad, and different, it stirs a little bit. Well, they do videos for who makes it into their top five. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And I, I have a recruit currently, funny enough, side note, who got scammed to make the video and they lost oh, money. Wow. So there's there's a whole nother underworld on that. But and maybe Sir Lucius doesn't see this and and rightfully so. But wow. you know, the assistant coaches on his staff, because you don't do you don't need to do this. That's why I'm saying it, because in your chair, you don't need to do this. Your assistants will see, well, this person keeps coming up on the timeline. Do I need to go look at them? Right. And so, like you said earlier, where the athletes who are being recruited by everyone. For us assistants, we're like, do we need to put our hat in the ring on that? Like, do we, can we take a step back and be okay not being in that one? What are the optics going to look like? What is that coach who's on that end going to say? 
things of that nature. You know, what is administration going to say? What are my peers going to say? So all of that in regards to the recruiting yeah, landscape. Yeah, two more P's there, peers and posts. So right there, <laughs> mm -hmm. But those so, are things. So, 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 so here's what I'm going to say to you. Okay, so let, let and, and, and Lamar and I have had this discussion, right? Lamar has been here and seen the machine that is Florida track and field. And I have lux I have the luxury of just like, I just go coach every day. You know, I have that much support here. And that's probably the biggest advantage I have over most of myself. Like, you know, Daryl and Ronnie were here and Ronnie made the point is like, it's like a professional, watch the professional football team, like come out, practice, everybody does their thing and they go home and, you know, that's what we do. But at the end of the day, see, you are putting things into this that shouldn't be there, right? In my opinion, like my administration should not be telling me who to recruit, nor should they tell me who I can't recruit. As long as they meet mm -hmm. the grades mm -hmm. and, and they meet the NCAA regulations, if I feel like they get off the program, then I have the right to recruit them here, right? So I, there's, no, there's no world where you should be looking at a recruit going, man, I don't know if the administration going to like that, right? Because all you want to know is the administration going to like how many points you score at the end of the year. <laughs> Listen, that's all that matters p another p points and and, and that's and that's that's also a very specific context right i i try not to to get in battles with my administrators right that that's just a good business practice absolutely but i i, I the promise, best practice right I, I promise you the only true straight up like out loud hollering battle that I ever got into with an administrator was the summer after I was at RU the summer after we won two national championships I walked into the office with my proper paperwork for two young ladies who we were getting ready to you know start recruiting and my administrator asked me well are we sure we want these people and I was like who are you what are you talking mm. like mm. yo your job is to sign the document, not ask me if I actually need kid X, Y, Z. Like, that's not how this works. So if you're in an environment where your administrators are dictating who you recruit and why, that's a little odd to me. But, you know, everybody got their own plights and problems. But, I mean, if you're in a chair, if you're in the chair, you're supposed to be dictating who you recruit and why and coming up with your strategy. If you're an assistant, mm -hmm. you're supposed to be following the lead of the boss. Mm -hmm. If if all of you are taking your P's and Q's from the suit, it's probably going to end bad. Facts. Well, all right. that, that was a good little session there. So that was definitely a convention symposium worthy. You're welcome all. You can have your $395 back now. <laughs> oh my God. You know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for some, I'm waiting for somebody to attend the convention like from beginning to end and then demand a refund at the end because all the things that were promised at the convention just flat out didn't happen. Don't do that. Convention's awesome. Don't do that. I, I said I'm waiting for somebody else to do it. You know, I'm not gonna do it. I mean, I you don't even pay to go to the convention. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't convince. I'm actually looking forward to the space game. That's what I'm looking forward to. As as are as are many, I'm sure. Many. Oh are, my gosh. Listen, uh, 
Clyde, speaking of which, we have to get like referee shirts or something. Oh God. <laughs> hey, we, we could do all kinds of things. We we need to get an online registration form. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. I'll make one. You. Google Docs. <laughs> yes. I already thank, got it. Uh, I got thank a Google you. form. <laughs> thank you, Coach Chu. Oh, yeah. Uh so in in the uh the air of comedy, I'm gonna give it comedy. It's gonna be comedic, I'm sure. Uh Sir Lucius has stepped up to the plate. Do not be the ask the, the answer of questions for would you rather, rather the Steve Harvey of would you rather. Oh, 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 oh boy. So so here's how this is gonna work. It's so this is kind of like my version of do you know right so we're gonna start with big league you can give me a number between one and six i'm gonna ask you a question and if you don't know then you can ask somebody else on the panel and if you ask the wrong person they can't help you then it's an epic fail on your part i'm sorry oh damn (laughs) (laughs) all right so you realize we're gonna go big league then the governor (laughs) then clyde then lamar and we'll go back to the top all right right, number three Okay, like there's no way you're getting this. God damn. Who leads the, <laughs> who leads the NCAA in receiving yards? Oh man. Oh, so we're going deep. Okay, like Ooh. I'm here for this. No, no, stay off your phones. <laughs> I, you already know too to type everything. No, I didn't. I, no, hands up. No, hands okay. up. All right, Lamar, get off your phone. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so so. So if you don't know, I'm going, you Governor, have, you're my lifeline. Yeah, who's your lifeline? The governor's your lifeline. Yeah, it's um, a good. It's a good place to I, start. Do I have to give the name, or or can I? I mean, yeah, is you the can school give me, acceptable. The school's acceptable. If you if you think you can do that. Oh. Uh, SMU. <laughs> you're right. Rashid writes from SMU. Look at the governor saving Love you. it. Love it. Right. Okay, I, um, governor, yes. Pick a number. Governor. Okay, so three is three is eliminated. So any other number between one and six. Um, I'm gonna go six. You can have my Jimmy Johns next week. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. You're gonna love this one. Okay. All right. You ready? <clears throat> mm-hmm. What is the longest standing men's NCAA indoor track record? Traditional event. Not field, track. The longest standing NCAA record. Indoors. On the track. On the track. track. Oh, I think I know. Yeah, I purposely went to the track because Lamar would have been salivating if I went to the field. Yeah, well, I I think I would have a better idea. Which is why I didn't go there. And you're talking men and, life. men and women. No, look, hold a second. Just, <laughs> just as reading is fundamental, so okay. is listening. Sir. Okay. So let me do this again. <laughs> what is the longest standing men NCA indoor track Men's. record? Traditional events. <laughs> you, you need a lifeline because you're not going to get this when nobody's going to get this. Lifeline. Lifeline. Who are you, who you calling on? I'm calling on Lamar. Indoors. Mm-hmm. Standard. Okay, and I, so so you you could you could either get the person, the school, 
or the event, and I'll give you three. Oof. Uh, uh, Wilson Kip Keeter, 800. Wow, the 800 is right. The 800 is right. But, but it's Paul Aaron. Oh, it is Paul Aaron. It's like he was in yeah. Hanover because he had on a Virginia one, uniform and he did one, it in the World 140, 144.84. Yeah. Indoors. Oof. Yeah, and the, and the weird part about that is I think he ran 52-52. If you watch the race, he was dead last through 400. Mm, mm, okay, mm. now we're going to move once again. This is, this is why we can't play trivia with you because you just start spewing out and you can't do this. Okay. So did I say Clive, it or not? How, how, yeah, you did. So oh, you yes. guys are two for two. Clive, you're up next. And Lord have mercy. Let's give Lamar a, a break. Clive, what you got for me? Three and six are gone. Three and six are gone. Any, 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 anything, anything between one and five now. Because three and six are gone. One and five. I, I will take one, 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 two, four, and five. Those are your, those are your choices. One, two, four, five. I will take one. Okay. All right. Who leads the NCA in rushing yards? Hmm. USC. Nope. Lifeline? Uh, I'll take two, but she don't know, so just tell her. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, awful. It's, it's Chase Brown from Illinois. Illinois. Oh, God, oh, interesting. Illinois. I didn't even go to the Midwest. Mm -mm. Right. Okay, so now we're... Oh, the lion is up. <laughs> two, four, or five, sir. Oh, I'll take number two. Derek okay. Jeter, oh, you, number two. You, you, you don't get this one. Well, you, you, so on this one, okay. So who holds the women's four by four collegiate record indoors? And who were the ladies on the team? Oh. <clears throat> so, so this is a half and half. Women's collegiate record indoors. Mm -hmm. uh, Kentucky? And you are wrong. I can't remember. I remember the race, but I can't remember who won. Okay. <laughs> I'm, going to, I, I'm going to use, for sure, I'm going to use the governor for this one. Governor? Um, indoor four indoor right? Yeah, four by four women. Indoor women <laughs> two by four. Like I, I think <laughs> I know the race. I just picked the wrong team. <laughs> is it Texas? No. Uh, is, is it Arkansas? It's Arkansas. Right. It's, a, I, 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 it's Arkansas. I don't know who. It's, right, but I, can't, but I can't name all four people. So, <clears throat> okay. I'm screw right, so he's, he's, he's got one of the four. Give me, give, can anybody give me any mm -hmm. other three? What did you say, Clyde? Britton Wilson. Yeah. Britton, uh, that was your egg lights. Give me, give, me, give me any of the others. No. <laughs> anybody else got anything? Uh, uh, what is her name? Okay, gosh. never mind. 
I can't remember. Rosie F. Young. That's the one I was. That's the one I was trying to remember. To Jayla Hollis, to Shafiqua Mahoney. We call her Fifi for sure. Fifi Mahoney. <laughs> yeah, to Bryn Wilson, which happened last year. It happened last year. That's what I said. I remember the race. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now we're back to big league. Me. Four mm-hmm. or five. Five. Okay. <laughs> What is the longest standing women's NCAA track, outdoor track record, traditional events? So you can give me the, you can give me the event or the person. Hmm. Four hurdles. Come on now, Sydney's like was like they're like, 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 like twenty seconds ago. Oh man, yeah. No, but come she on. didn't run collegiately. Did you say collegiate? She did run collegiately. She did run collegiately. Did you? Miss oh, she she did. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Okay. I lied. Okay, so you get, you get get your lifeline here. Five. What? Um. He said running, and he's asking us. So clearly, it ain't a sprint or a hurdle event because he's trying to be funny. Uh, <laughs> or ain't. Yeah, that's what I did too. God. I, mm-hmm. I, I want to say it's the, mm, it's probably wrong. I'm going to say 1500. Okay. Damn it. That was Jimmy, the other one so I was going to get. That was my next one. That was my next right. one. How long Jimmy Simpson. ago? It's, it's so, Jimmy, okay. Jimmy so Simpson. that's ridiculous. It's 2009. Yeah. That I was like, is Jenny old enough for that to be the answer? I yeah. was like, it but it yeah, like just it's tells you how, how the sprints have been getting attacked lately. So, you know, yeah. it works. couldn't be the 800 because Miss Mo was just there. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was never, that was. Okay. All right. So, all we have left is number four, four. and we're, we're to the governor now. And the governor, who leads the NFL in punt return yards? No reason he should know that or anyone else. <laughs> Which is why I ask. <laughs> Cowboys? No. Life oh, well, that's who I thought it was. So don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna throw it to I'm gonna throw it to Clyde. Oh, I wasn't suggesting that I know it, but um, <laughs> hunt return yards. God. So a team with a defense that forces a lot of punts. Patriots or Buffalo? And we would be wrong on both cases. It's actually Mr. Darden from Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. They've had to. So you guys and... were two of six. Over. That's not very good. <laughs> two of six. Two for six. Okay, with so lifelines. <laughs> with lifelines. So here's one that if you guys don't get this one, then you're gonna get kicked off the show. Right? <laughs> so this one goes to the panel, right? Name the starting backfield for the Pony Express. 
Eric oh. Dickerson and um, Craig. Craig. Craig uh, it's, no, what's his first name? His last name is Craig. Yeah. I can't remember. And you're his getting name? kicked off the show. What do you mean? The white dude, last, 33. Last name ain't Craig. Is his first name Craig? Hey, hey, hey. help you. Last There's a Craig in there somewhere. It's, God dang it. Are we all getting kicked off the show? Really? I'm going to be doing the show by myself next week. Cheat me and you. <laughs> I can't get kicked off because I clearly have it correct. I, you got the white boy, number 33. <laughs> his name is not the white boy. That's not, no. Yeah. Oh, God, why can't I remember his name all of a sudden? Oh I guess I guess no. we'll give you partial credit. Wait, what team is it? Now, now, SMU now is Craig. I, what is his no. last name? His first name is Craig. His last name is James. Yeah, James. there you go, Craig James. <laughs> yeah, Craig James. I knew who he was. So everybody can be on the show next week. Yes, indeed. And we're done. Well, we'll we'll, we'll play. Oh. Hope you guys like my version of Would You Rather or Do You Know? Yes. I know nothing. I know how to hit record and post to YouTube. <laughs> Unless we're in France. Uh, no, I know how to do it. Just for connection. Anyway. Would it be okay if we did not do Harvey Pops this week? Yeah, we were That's definitely fine. not going to, sir. Okay. That is fine. That is totally fine. Well, uh, Without oh, wait. further ado. Wait, what? wait. I just want to know, because I forgot about this. I had to ask the king of all petty how he feels about Elon Musk charging $19.95 a month for people to have their blue checks. Oh, it went up? It was $8 last time. It was eight. It was supposed it's, to be $8. Oh, it's, it's eight nine. It's it's nine ninety-five is what it is, not nineteen. <clears throat> um, listen. A month. Listen, if you're stupid enough to pay it, you know it oh is. Oh my it. god! Don't don't get it twisted. I'm I am absolute. Tesla is undeniable. It is also undeniable that Elon Musk is a clown. So he's a clown. Whatever. You, I I don't live in the first world problems of the blue check status. So. Oh paying people to uh, verify that they are who they are and they've already been verified is very, very interesting. It's wild, right? But people will pay it. And hey. Optics. On. America loves Optics of it. Blue check. Well, anyhow, thank you all for taking the time to sit with us, learn from us, yell at us through your screens. And there's definitely a, a few laughing moments within the audience right now. I can definitely, I know we're getting messages and calls after this one. So um, everyone have a great week. Have a uh, phenomenal time finishing up your weeks as we get into um, the, the break season. Let's call it the break season. But um, we'll see you all again next week. See everyone. When the lights come on, the road skip to running. When the lights come on, opponents smash the plumbing. Heard you like it warm, hot knife the butter. Truth pin them hard, knock them off that rebuttal. Tsunami, tidal wave to your puddle. Tough love punch you in the arms, little brothers. Athletics double, I'll see it, there's no others. Track the field's pace and we'll peel to go further. Hey, Wiley, Coyote, it's Roadrunners. Feels like you know us, you've been with us the whole summer. If not for this quarantine, these four corners wouldn't be here, but we're here, so start.
your stripes, gotta get your scars Show you how to fight, but show us who you are You lack experience, but still you wanna talk And who is that you talking to? Your circle's kinda small Heads prevail when the backbone's strong Gotta keep it coming, no, it won't last long Pass or fail, then sell the sad song And if you don't check yourself, then that's wrong Just trying to give you the real that you asked for So why you keep cutting us off to ask more? We put it in slow-mo, but you fast-forward Athletics, devil, I'll see the task force